everyone. Welcome to the Focus 365 Academy podcast. I am so glad to get this going. This is a dream of mine to actually create that platform that I can teach. Anybody who knows me knows that I am a teacher of God's word. And before that, I am a student and I love, love, love to share the cool insights that I learned and also teach how to apply them in your life. So in this podcast today, we're going to talk about 2 Timothy chapter one. We're only going to talk about the first two verses, the first two verses. It's the introduction of the chapter, and it's packed with incredible insight on how we could and should live our life according to God's will. And because we do so live a life that's filled with abundance and blessing. And I know I want that, and I can assume that you want that too with me. So if you have your Bible, please let's read uh, verse one and we'll just do verse one and we'll stop there. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. So if you like to highlight, I'd highlight in keeping with the promise of life. Paul here is writing a letter to Timothy. That's who's writing this letter. And he is currently in prison and he's writing this letter to give hope and encouragement to Timothy. So when I think of that, I go, wow, he's in this dark place, in this dungeon type jail cell, and he's writing a letter of encouragement. Right off the bat, what I think of is, wow, in his darkest place, he's thinking of someone else. He's thinking to encourage the body of Christ. And the first thing I think of is, do I do that? What do I do in the darkest times? in my life? Do I sulk? Do I worry? Do I stress? Or can I learn from Paul to pay it forward and just say, you know what? I surrender my issue with Christ, but I am going to invest in someone else. I love that in the very beginning, he says, in keeping with the promise. You know what he's saying? He's saying he's doing something in keeping. That means he's intentional with his life. He is declaring the foundation upon which he lives his life. This speaks into his character. So when I think about his character, it's like, wow, I envision Paul, and this is his lifestyle. He starts by saying, hey, hi, my name is Paul, but don't look at me. Focus on my character and what I'm about to say, because he begins to say, the identity that I hold in my life is not all the success that I've had in the past and this story of my massive transformation, but it's to declare that I live by God's word. So he's like, I got, I got your attention. I want to get your attention and hear me before you hear me. I want you to hear my heart. I want you to understand who I am in Christ. Are we doing that? Am I doing that? That's the first thing I do when I read this verse. I say, wow, am I living my life according to the promise of life? This is huge. This, we can just stop every day and say, did I live my life according to the promise of God? Am I keeping his word? Am I declaring that I am a believer everywhere I go? I show up, I say hi, I say good morning, and they can feel, they can sense that there is something different about me that doesn't hold judgment, right? Or we don't come with a weird vibe or insecurities. We say, we know who, we can say, we know who we are in Christ. And we declare it. So we can basically say, I'm a trusted resource. How are you? And then we begin. How is that for an introduction for you and for me? Everywhere we go, 
What if everywhere we go, every phone call we take, every moment we have and the interactions we have with our family members, what if we declared who we are? Not by saying, hey, I declare that I am a follower of Christ, but how can it come out in who you are? How can your words and the tone that you speak match? The Lord says, you know their heart by the words that they say, right? So when we are speaking value, life-giving words into others, that's declaring who we are in Christ. Because there's a lot of negativity out there, but you have to make a decision before you open your mouth how you're going to use your words. The truth is in your heart. It's in your soul. So when your soul is convinced of who you believe in, like Paul in this, in this, in this passage, then we move on. We move on to step two. So the first application for this verse, just a recap, is to know your truth within your heart so that everywhere you go, others can see it so much so that they could also feel it and remind yourself every single day of who you are in Christ. Know who you are in Christ. So as you communicate with others, your every word and tone reflects your love for Christ. All that from verse one. Can you believe it? I know. I was just as amazed as I was learning. Okay, let's go to verse two. Verse two says to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus, our Lord. So if you like to highlight, I'd highlight my dear son. Why? Because Paul refers to Timothy as his son. But as you study the Bible, you know that Timothy is not his real son. It's his son in the spirit. Paul had taken two journeys, and Paul talks about in 1 Timothy where he stayed with his grandmother and his mother. So we know that I can only imagine as Paul is staying at his grandmother and mother's house, he's looking upon Timothy saying, wow, right? Here we have a grandmother and a mother who invested in Timothy and it captured Paul's heart. And he said, I want to invest in you because he's seeing him in action and also seeing the environment in which he lives in. So he says, this is going to make a great addition to the family of Christ. And he is someone that Paul said, I am going to invest in. And here the relationship begins. And he begins to invest in him and teach him. And this, this relationship grows. And what I love about this is, you know, there's a lot of heartbreak when it comes to family, right? I know. Between fathers and mothers and children's brothers and sisters, this is chaos, right? So much dysfunction. So when we hear that Timothy is loving him like a son, my first question as a life coach, my brain goes, well, man, how do we even know what that is if you are were raised in an environment where you don't get it? I never had that love from a father. So how does that feel? And why would someone treat me like that? And then that's weird because it's not an actual relative. But that's what's so beautiful about the body of Christ. 
we come together in our faith. When we come, when we come to know that we are believers in Jesus Christ, something magical happens. And the downpouring, the love is so strong that you can have more family than your actual family. The people that are there for you, investing in you, you know what I'm talking about. So here we see a perfect role model of Paul investing in Timothy and Timothy accepting that gift. And they build this mentoring um, relationship so much so where it becomes like father and like son. And we see a side of Paul that's so endearing and so loving, just how God, the father, is with us. He calls us sons and daughters, but we can understand that when we say, oh yeah, I'm like a son and a daughter. I get it, right? God loves me. I'm a daughter of Christ. But what if I, as a child, really don't understand what that's like? There's a lot of people out there who have not tasted what it's like to be really loved in a family. But the Bible is teaching us that that's okay. You don't have to have a perfect home family upbringing to experience the true love of God. Someone in the body of Christ can step in and be true family and be loyal and invest in you and love you and care for you. And in this letter, this is Paul outpouring encouragement and strength into Timothy when he knows soon he, his life is going to end Paul's life. This is, one of, this is his last letter of the 13 letters that Paul has written. So what can we learn from this passage? What spiritual applications can we take away? And something so simple as my dear son. The family of God is truly a family. Despite whatever experiences you've had, God can make those, um, those holes in your heart, those uh, questions you have. He will bring it full circle and help you understand if you embrace the new family when you're born again into the body of Christ. So it starts with this understanding that I can connect with the body in Christ, begin to study God's word. And as I study God's word, he brings healing and understanding and wisdom to things that have hurt you in the past regarding your actually your actual family, you know? And I am speaking from experience because as I began to seek the Lord in such a deep way, like commit and surrender and learn and meditate on his words, I'm just trying to get to know Jesus and 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 dive into that personal relationship that I heard of. And then suddenly when I finally put my head up out of the Bible, looked up, things started to make sense. Why things has happened in my past. And the same will happen for you. That, that mess turns into a phenomenal message that we get to share. That test turns into your testimony that you get to share.
And that testimony never changes. And that testimony is where we can relate with each other. So it's incredibly, incredibly important. So when you meet someone and you're connecting regarding God's word at any church event or at work or anywhere, I mean, it doesn't have to be only at church or even if it's in your small group, anywhere. God can bring a connection from anywhere. There can be somebody that is praying for you, somebody that is teaching you, somebody who you know loves the Lord and is trying to give you insight. From all my heart, I'd like to say, let them. Let the Pauls of the world teach you and let the Timothys of the world learn, receive, because they will together preserve the word of God, which is what we are ordained to do. Because if we don't, we don't want it to get counterfeited, tainted, added to, taken away. We want to preserve it as much as Paul's fighting for the word to teach you and me. The best way we can show God love is to do the same. If Paul's writing this letter to you, saying, in keeping of the word, what if he says, Paris, in keeping of the word, I want to talk to you for a minute. And I'm, I want to tell you that these are not my words. These are God words, inspired words. This is what has gotten me through all the hard times in my life. I want to remind you that that's where I'm coming from. Despite what you know of me, then what if he called me a daughter and said, I'm not going to make you go a direction that I feel God is telling me not to. I'm just, I'm inspired to speak into your heart, but not to tell you what to do, but to let you meditate on these words and hold them truth to you, uh, true and close to your heart and guard, guard them and protect them and let them guide you. Wow. Can you imagine? We've got what, 18 verses in this section in this chapter and we're only on verse two and look all this insight i hope this is so um enriching of your life today as it is of mine it always is i don't care how many times i say the same thing over and over again i am reminded and i say yes i want to be that person sometimes i'm a paul sometimes i'm a timothy can we work together we are the family of god and God is the one who is the star. And he is the one who reminds us and changes us and grows us in the name of sweet Jesus who died on the cross for us. Amen. If you need a little more help, if you want the truths, um, the action steps to help you take this word and apply it in your life, if you like to have all everything I just said and all my notes and all my highlights, then become a Focus 365 member. Because as a member, it's really for those that are seeking action steps because they're serious about making a change for God. And the reason why I say that is so important and I emphasize on becoming a member and joining me because it's in the doing that we become successful. Because if you don't and you're like, wow, that was a really good message, I guarantee in one hour, if I was to call, you're gonna say, I know it was interesting. It was good. I don't remember, but I'll keep thinking about it until I remember. I know because I'm a victim of this. But the moment I started to write things down, the, the good things, meditate on the right things, 
I started to apply it little by little, moment by moment in my life. And it was a series of actions that made me grow and grow and grow in maturity. And as we focus on Christ, he begins to help you in your identity. He helps you in the workplace. He helps you with your past. He helps you with being led in the future. And he helps you with your day-to-day relationships. That's how it works. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I will see you in the next podcast.